Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. It feels like that wonderful time of the week when we share stories about running in faith, doesn't it? And of course, joining me once again, Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Ooh, we had a little bit of a break, didn't we? We you did. Know? Yeah. yeah. We kind of got ahead. Seen each other in no. a couple weeks. I know. Yeah. We had a good Thanksgiving, though. You we got, did, yeah. yeah. I was down on the, the Gulf Coast with my in-laws. That's always a, a fun time. Um, but I did something. Actually, right before I left to go on, on vacation, I did something. Yes, you did. You need to share what <laughs> you, you did. You almost forgot about that. Yeah. Day. So, as I said in the previous some previous episodes, we decided to... Uh, I had about decided that I, I didn't want to walk the Disney Marathon because I want to be at the finish line. I want yeah. to be there high-fiving everybody and seeing everybody come in. So If you know you're, if you run fast enough, you can be there for everybody. Just hush, Dean. Just. I'm walking, remember? <laughs> oh, that's right. Anyway, so I wanted to be at the finish line. I thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll walk maybe a couple weeks early. I'll do my marathon. Well, you know, in typical Mitchell fashion, I, <laughs> I have ants in my pants sometimes. And I just happened to wake up on a Monday morning, and I saw it was going to be like, sunny and 70 on wednesday and so i decided wednesday it is <laughs> and i went in and told my wife and my kids and they were like wait what <laughs> where, where are you gonna do this at? i said I'm just, gonna, to I'm just gonna leave the house uh that morning and i'm just gonna start walking and so that's what i did i left my house took a right hand turn and basically walked all through the community where we're at but funny story about eight o'clock in the morning i was right over here on beaverdale road and uh our mail guy, you know, we, we, our mail guy comes in to our offices here to right. get all of our, cause we got a lot of packages going out. And, uh, so we know him pretty well. And I saw him at like eight o'clock in the morning on Beaverdale road. And, um, so I kept walking. It took me about six hours and 54 minutes or so to walk the marathon. Well, I saw him about getting close to lunch down kind of South of town. Cause I just took off. I mean, I didn't have a route in mind when I left. Yeah. I just took off walking. And so I saw him kind of south of town about lunchtime. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me funny when he saw me the second time because he had saw me the first time. And uh, so then I, I I got back to where I live at, and I still had about five miles to go. So I just I finished the five miles uh, right around where I live at, and Holly came out and joined me. Well, this was about, I don't know, two o'clock or so, a little after two. And uh, the mail guy pulls in a little after two. <laughs> and he stops and he said, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you doing? He said, I've seen you three times all over town walking today. So I explained. So, yeah, I was the crazy guy just walking yeah. around town. I had some funny looks because, I mean, there was some roads which, you know, I I won't even hardly run on because they're kind of crazy people driving on them. Yeah. Uh, Beaverdale Road being one of them. Yeah. Beaverdale Road. For sure. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was the, the training work. Absolutely the training work. Yeah. And so I'm excited about going into next year and, and doing it again with all of our walkers. 
But it did do one thing, and I've, we've talked yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. It absolutely tore my feet up. Yeah. And I've got to figure that out. I've I've been struggling with it for a little while. Ever since, ever since after the half marathon we did, the longer, faster efforts especially really tore my feet up. And I don't know. That's something I am going to have to get figured out by next November is yeah. why that's happening. Because it didn't happen until we started getting into the longer, faster efforts. And we've talked about that's probably rougher on your shoes and your feet than running. Um, yeah, and we're probably going to have some folks out there that have similar issues. And sure. We're, we're going to need to try to solve that one ahead of time so that we have answers for folks when they have those issues, right? Yeah, I mean, the next day, my legs were fine. Yeah. But I was hobbling around like a 90-year-old man um, because I had, I had some pretty good blisters. Yes, you did. One of them being a, a blood blister right on the ball of my foot, and it was about – 50% bigger than a, probably a silver dollar. Yeah. And uh, I felt it coming on. Yeah. I really felt it in those last five or six miles, really. I could feel, you know, you can feel it pooling yeah. um, in your shoe. Luckily, it didn't burst, and I didn't have a red shoe like some people have. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. But it was, um, the training absolutely worked. And so I'm excited about that. You know, we said for a while, we're kind of figuring this out as we go on the walking side. And yeah. uh, so if you're out there listening and you're you're walking with us next year, which we've got a bunch of walkers. Yes, I don't know if do. you've been watching the Facebook group. Oh, I've gotten emails from them. A lot of people mm-hmm. are walking and and they're asking when's it coming and, and it's coming. Be patient with us. You're started this week, I think, with the What Now videos. Yep. Uh, getting ready for January. But if you're list, out there listening to us uh, and you're wondering what do you need to be doing now, be patient. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have all the training you ever wanted come january the 10th yep. um, so just be patient keep active keep moving i think your videos are going to be going over some of this but yeah the walking plan works i did mine yeah. and so i'm going to be there cheering everybody else on in january at the at the that's Disney awesome Marathon, so. that's awesome yeah yeah we had uh of course we just finished our cross-country season that's yeah. where i was yeah. we were in vancouver washington just yeah. outside of portland oregon how was actually. the weather it wasn't bad uh it rained a little bit uh but we we had a good time we had it was a great trip the ladies just had a a fantastic time we actually one of our ladies had won some money and of course as an amateur she can't she can't accept that money Mm -hmm. but what we can do is that money can be donated and then used and that money was used for uh for us to go on a trip down to eugene oregon Mm. which is home of tracktown usa yeah, y'all ran and priest trail, didn't you? We ran, we ran on priest trail. Yeah, and that, uh, that cool. was that was pretty magical. And pretty had you cool. done that before? I had been on it, yes. Okay, uh, but of course they hadn't, and so uh, it was pretty exciting. How long is that? Uh, it's a little over four miles. Okay. Yeah, and it's just nice. It's flat. It's it's all like a mulch bed and yeah. really really soft. It's really it's a. Uh, I would love to have that here as your home course. Run on. Yeah, man, that would be great. Um, yeah, and I it's not a cross country course. It's just a trail. It's really? Just in, in a local park. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately we didn't, we didn't do great sure. in the race. We had a few ladies, a couple of, couple of issues that popped up last minute that mm-hmm. caused some problems. A couple that, or at least one that just didn't, just didn't run that well. And then we had, uh, we had some that ran fairly well. Our two seniors ran pretty well, which I was, I was happy for them yeah. that they ran well. Um, but yeah, we're, 
we uh, we finished twenty eighth, so we're we're the twenty eighth best team in our in our division, and so we were hoping for top eighteen. Yeah, but uh, maybe next year. Yeah, there's always next year. Yep, for sure. Well, hey, before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor today. And again, uh, we've had a new few new sponsors come on. If you would like to sponsor Run for God, be a partner of ours, and let us promote. Uh, your business as well send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com he'll get you all of the information but this week's sponsor is a good friend of ours uh, Brandon Combs at State Farm Uh, when you make the right decision it feels good like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all light crime show binge it feels really good to make the right decision in insurance too and that's why State Farm agent Brandon Combs is right here in Dalton, Georgia to help you select the right protection at the right price. Brandon will make sure you understand your State Farm coverage so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens with State Farm agent Brandon Combs. It's easy to make the right choice. Just call him. When you want the right deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And huge thank you to Brandon. They've always been a supporter of Run for God. And uh, we really appreciate appreciate what he does for us for sure and personally i just and i've probably said this on this podcast before when we've talked about them but um he's helped me personally yeah there have been a couple of times where i've been just kind of in an emergency situation and yeah. i'm like he really does go above and beyond. he absolutely 100 yeah. percent does we've yes. used brandon for years and years and years and even before brandon got into it we uh, used his dad uh, dan yeah and uh, they've just kind of got a legacy here as far as when you think of State Farm in in the North Georgia area, you think of the Combs family. Yeah, and, uh, yep. so yeah, they're great at what they do. If you think customer service is important, well, they do too. Yeah, I love this Facebook post we had from last week. Um, it comes from Carrie Pearson King, and it said this: "I had to resort to ten miles on the treadmill this evening." It's not my favorite way to get the miles, and I didn't get as many in before the kids needed to go to bed. Treadmill is in the basement under their rooms, and Mama tends to crank the worship when I run. <laughs> but I did not run. But I didn't not run. I felt the urge to put it off, and I started making excuses. It's dark and cold. Students are returning to campus, so normal quiet roads might be busy. It's late. I could try and sneak it in tomorrow. It was my son who said, that's why we have a treadmill, Mom. (laughs) Ouch. Yes, we do. And that's not something most have. Thank you, Milo, for being the push I needed. And thank you, Lord, for meeting me on that treadmill. God is good. Nothing like getting your chops busted by your kids. <laughs> That's true. We've, we've been through it. We've oh, all I've, been through I've it. I've been through it plenty of times, <laughs> yeah. especially as they're teenagers now. They like to do it when they can. Yeah, we, and we hear this kind of thing all the time about somebody who's motivated by something. But here's the thing that strikes me about this is that that voice that came out of her son mm-hmm. can be in our head as well. Sure. And we, I think we forget that and we discount it and we don't think about it, but there's no reason why our brain can't have the tendency to go to, oh, but I have a treadmill, mm-hmm. but we don't like the treadmill. Sometimes it needs, we need that outside voice. Yeah, it's though. true. It's true. But yeah. what's funny about that, and I've said this a lot, is that it's probably her words that she has spoken to her son at some point. It's exactly holding right. him accountable and now it's coming back to her. So it's. It's a result of good parenting. Yeah. And uh, so kudos to him, uh, Milo, for for calling mom out, and I'm sure she's glad you did it. Yeah. 
a lot of times, though, when kids do point something out, I mean, we've all been through this, too, where a kid says something and you just discount it because mm-hmm. it why? Well, because it just came from a kid. Sure. And uh, I think about that in the context of God and how sometimes we miss what God's telling us because, well, we know better. Mm-hmm. Just like just like we tell our kids, well, well I know better. Don't you don't need to worry about me. I, I know better. I, I'll get it in tomorrow. We do the same thing with God, don't we? got to put him off. Well, how many times if through the years have you have you been telling your kids something, you're getting on to them about something, and it's like God just thumps you right in the head, and what you're <laughs> saying to them is exactly what God is saying to you. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a good example right now, but it's happened to me more times than once. Is yeah. what I'm telling my sons, God is convicting me that, Mitchell, you do the same exact thing. Maybe a different situation. Yep. But I do the same exact thing. So, uh, so True. yeah. So it's kudos, a blessing. To, kudos to Milo for saying it, <laughs> yeah. and kudos to Carrie for for, for recognizing it. Yeah. it in the right way sure. as well. So because um, that could have went bad. You oh, know, sure. Mom had a bad day, and you know, I, and I've been in that. I've been in that position before. <laughs> yeah. You're like, don't you talk to me that way? And then ten minutes later, you're God's just stumping you in the head, <laughs> and it's apology time yeah. to little. Johnny. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about our trivia question from last week. The trivia question was, what is the purpose of running faster than race pace in training? To torture you. To t- That's what everybody thinks, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. You're just trying to torture me, Dean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know how many times the coach, people that I coach, you know, that's their that's their. Their main thing is, I think he just does it to make me hurt as bad as I can possibly hurt. And occasionally, that is the case. That's true. That is true sometimes. (laughs) But the real answer to that question is that we're training different systems when we run, right? So there's, there's this broad spectrum of things out there that we're trying to accomplish. And for, and we're going to break it down into two things just for simplicity's sake. Okay. As, as we run, our muscles have to work and we have to get oxygen to our muscles to work in, in order for them to, to get the energy that they need. They have mm-hmm. to have blood and oxygen that has to get to our muscles for them to work. And so in order to get that blood and oxygen to our muscles, it goes through all those little capillaries, the veins and capillaries and, and, and all these little roadways mm-hmm. that we have. Well, there's two ways to make those muscles work better. You can either increase the number of roadways that are there, or you can complete come or you can like road work widening roads. Mm-hmm. You can improve the capacity sure. of those roadways, and those are the two ways. Here's the thing about it: when we run, those two roadways are built in entirely different ways, mm-hmm. just like they would be in construction. Mm-hmm. You know. Having to go through the woods to, to create a new road is different than widening a road that's already there. Sure. And, uh, and so what we do is when we run slow, we build more roadways. Mm-hmm. We increase the number of those roadways that go in. When we run fast, we widen those roadways. Mm-hmm. So we need both in order to get faster. That's a good way of putting that, Dean. Yeah. Did you come up with that yourself? I did, didn't I? <laughs> Um, so we have to run at a faster pace if we want to be faster because it helps. So some days we're building roads, some days we're widening roads. That's right. It's hmm. a good way of putting that. I've never heard it put that way. Yeah. Yep. That's the bottom line. 
All right, so we've got this challenge coming up. We've got a lot of people join. I mean, this is this is our crazy busy time of the year. It's it's December. Everybody's starting to think about next year. We we really ramped up the the promotional stuff that's out there because you know, I actually worked on an email yesterday. Um, you know, for for those of you who are out there who are not a rug club member, but you've signed up to receive more information about Run Club, meaning you saw an ad or something on Facebook. Maybe you're tuning in and and you're in that boat. Well, right now you're getting an email every day. And I actually typed an email yesterday, and the title of it was, Why So Many Emails? It's very simple. We know that this program can make positive, impactful changes in your life. And we're going to bug you till you join. That's pretty brutally honest, really. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no there's no secret about it. We we want you to be part of this program because we understand what it can do for you. So, the simplest way to stop getting the email and every one of these emails, for the most part, is somebody's story. You know, we've asked the Run Club members to uh, tell, give us a picture and give us a little bit of their story, and it's been incredible. Yeah. I mean, we've got a huge response of because everybody wants to tell their story. We talk now that's what the podcast is; it's people's stories. But the easiest way to stop those emails is to join. There you go. It's, it's that simple. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. So from now until January the tenth, you're going to get an email about every day um, with somebody's story with a reason. To join, but the reason to join is simple. It'll change your life. It will. It changed my life. It changed your life. Every email that you're getting every day is talking about how it changed somebody's life. We have email. I mean, one of the ones I worked on yesterday was a lady who joined back in January, had never run in her life, and she's about to run the Disney Marathon. That just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. There's a we've got several of those yeah. that are about to do their first marathon. And they had never run in their life. And the impact it's made on their life, not on just their physical life and not just on their spiritual life. While that both of those are huge things, what is the confidence it's given them in so many other areas of their life? Mm-hmm. Things that they're doing that they never thought they could do because they've, they've learned that stepping out of your comfort zone is the only way to growth. Yep. And they've realized that. So two things. If you're a member... And you're you're a runner. We're going to challenge you to lead the marathon challenge with us next year in your community. And you can go to the login, go to the coaching tab, and find out all about that. We've got coaches signing up from everywhere to lead this in their community to go alongside us. To the group that you're out there listening to this, and you're not a member of Run Club, you don't know what you're missing. And I say that in all honesty. The Run Club page is worth the price of entry. We've said that for yeah years now mm-hmm. but it's true yeah. the encouragement you get on there uh i mean we're having we're having a hard time just keeping up with all the comments right now actually i'm having a a meeting next week with somebody to kind of help us out on on the getting back with people because there's so many people who are excited yeah and there's so much chatter going on we're having a hard time keeping up with it um but it's going to be incredible and so and we want to have a harder time keeping up with it we do as we we add, do add more but the yeah. cool thing about that run club page there's so many people who jump in there on our behalf because yeah. they've been at this for so long yeah. now that they know they know this program as good as we do and uh it's fun to watch you know all these people jump in and it's it's just a it's a huge family yeah i don't know how many times i've seen somebody asked a question 
And they've even tagged me in the question. And so I try to get to it, you know, as soon as I can. And sometimes I can't get to it right away. And by the time I get to it, they've already had the answer. It's been answered four times. Angie Hawkins other people. is Johnny on the spot. Yes, she is. She will get to it way before we will. <laughs> yes, she will. Uh, her or Elizabeth or Brian or Patrick. Patrick's even been chiming yeah. in some lately. Yeah, I mean, great. there's just so many names out there that are becoming household names. And if you're out there, you may be thinking you're just you're just a number out there. Believe me, you're not. We know so many names of people that have impacted what we do that we've never met. Yeah. And that's what's cool about the race coming up in April, which is, by the way, free if you're a Run Club member. But it's so cool to have all those people come to town. And we run together. We eat together. We pray together. We go to church together yeah. for that weekend. And it's it's just Man. It's a magic, magical weekend. It for is. Sure. And it's we want sure. you to be a part of it. So that's why you're getting an email every day is because we're going to bug you until you join because we know what it'll do for you. Yep, yep. Yep. Bottom line. And one of the big supporters that we have is J Radio. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard of J Radio, well, J Radio is what we call the world's greatest digital music platform. And it's a great way uh, to, to get uplifting good music sure you don't have to worry about explicit lyrics you don't have to worry about anti just violence and st- you don't have to worry about any of that it's all good christian bible-based music j radio is the place to go go check them out as a mom i want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar their car seats have to be nationally cps certified and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new J Radio app in your app store. All right, we're back in... Don't forget that you can send questions to me at dean at runforgod.com. Um, if you have questions about anything running related that I can help you with, uh, maybe I can help you with that. A lot of people send injury related stuff. Sometimes I can help with that. I'm more often going to send you, I'm going to say, you know, if it's really serious, you need to go to a doctor. Now, if you're looking for ways to just, it's something that you can run through and that kind of thing, then maybe I can, I can help you figure out how to get it better. And don't forget about Thursday Night Live. Yeah. You know, that is a time where Dean is on live and it's a fun time and he, he has somewhat of a structure, but for the majority of the, the session on Thursday nights, it's all about you. Yep. It's he wants your questions and we talk about them right then and we have input from other people because honestly that's that's where the magic is. I mean, Dean's got some great input, but all of these other members when they in, interject their input as well. I mean, that's because there's a lot of, for a lot of issues when it comes to running and things like that, there are different points of view. Yeah. And we love to hear all those different points of view. So be sure it's it's nine o'clock Eastern every Thursday night on yeah. the Run for God Run Club Facebook group. Dean's on there live yeah. to talk to you, take your questions, and usually have a topic that you're kind yeah. of going over for that week. Yeah, and the great thing about asking a question in a group is that there's somebody else that probably has that same question. Exactly. So not only are you getting an answer, but there's other people. It may be something you've never experienced. That's true. But chances are there's somebody on there that has yeah. experienced it. Yep. So, yeah, be sure yeah. to tune in there. Yep. 
All right, we're going to share somebody's story here. Um, this is a Run Club member mm-hmm. who uh, we're going to share their story, and we want to hear your story. We can hear it live too, perhaps. Um, if if you're going to be in this area, and we're you know we're in the North Georgia Mountains, we we would love to have you right here in this studio, sure, talking to you about your story. So uh, if you'd like to do that, then reach out to me, and uh, we'll see if we can make that work. Um, so there you go. So, hey, I was looking at our, you know, we have, we also have, this is a podcast and many of you, most of you listen to this on a podcast mm-hmm. and that's, that's great. That's fantastic. And we're not saying you should do anything different, but we do have a YouTube video of this podcast and, and several other things. And so I was kind of looking through our YouTube analytics, sure. you know, um, so which episode do you think has been watched? Actually, I told you something wrong when I told you this the other day. Which episode do you think has been watched? It's the, I think it's the third most watched episode that we've done. It's the most watched episode we've done in the last few months. Which one do you think it is? I don't know. An open letter to walkers. That doesn't surprise me. That's how many walkers. I mean, how many folks are interested that are walkers? That that's our number one by far. It's not even close. Right. Now, there's a couple of episodes that we did back probably probably pandemic time sure. uh, a couple of of uh, like the one with spider and mm-hmm. the nutrition thing um, was a little bit bigger but for the most part this one is just exploded compared with our other ones yeah People I, are interested I think in walking. i think there's you know we talk about god's timing for whatever reason we haven't really i mean walkers have always been welcome but we haven't really formally opened the door to walkers until this year and i don't know i've just got a I've got a feeling about this that yeah. um, I think people are really going to receive it well, and 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 to include runners and walkers together because, like I said, the only difference between running and walking is you either have one foot on the ground or you don't have one foot on the ground. How cool is it to bring all these people together? It's going to be sure. awesome. It is going to be awesome. And listen, I've had several people I know have asked the question: Where are the walking training plans? Well, at this point in time, we don't have anything concrete. But trust me, by the beginning of the year, we will have a concrete walking plan. Okay, so don't fret. It's coming. I have just just completed doing it myself. Right. So now we're going to sit back and analyze what happened, what worked, what didn't work, you know. And, yeah, that will be forthcoming in January. So chill out during the holidays. Keep moving. And uh, it's coming. It's coming. Well, do you know which country outside of the United States has the most views on YouTube for our videos? I only know because you've got it here, and it completely shocked me. Yeah. Yeah. The Philippines. Yeah. Hey, if you're out there in the Philippines and you're listening or watching, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Absolutely. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been Canada or I know, would too. Mexico. So, and we figured out it, it. Maybe it's because of the Air Force bases because yeah. we do have a lot of activity on air force bases around the world we send a lot of yeah goods to what is it apo or afo gay and holly could tell you they do yeah. all the shipping but when yeah. they see those letters they know it's going to an air force base yeah somewhere so um, yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah all right so why worry when things don't go just right and we have to modify the plan do we do we do that do we worry when we have to modify the plan i think i was just complained you we were just we talking about that air. yeah yeah uh well this week's story talks about that it's from a run club member 
and the name is Terry Joe Krause, and it's called Renewed Gratefulness from a Burned Heart. Hmm. <laughs> Hello, I am new here. I have run since I was 18 years old when I joined the Air Force. I was never interested in running faster or longer than, than the three, two every once in a great while. Six miles I ran on a regular basis. Fast forward 32 years, a little over three years ago now, I was diagnosed with right ventricular outflow tachycardia. I thought I was done running for good. There were lots of tears. And then a wonderful heart doctor stepped in and said, I can fix you. And he did. The heart doctor burned two parts of my heart to get it back into a normal rhythm. 29 days later, after my heart procedure, I placed third in a 10K in my age group for a fundraiser race for a local homeless shelter. (laughs) Through this health challenge, I became so grateful for every single run God has allowed since, even my hard runs. You see, my first and only half marathon was when I was 24 years old. This past April 2021, I ran my second half marathon at the age of 50. I would like to run a marathon this year, which is, he's saying, 2022. Mm-hmm. I found the Run for God podcast. And I'm so excited to continue growing my relationship with Jesus as it relates to the gratefulness I feel with still being able to run. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a great story, Terry. And, and, and Dean, I'm amazed at how many people just like this are joining Run Club right now. Yeah. I, I don't know how many posts I've seen that says, Hey, my name is whatever. I'm new here. Yeah. I've never ran in my life, but a bucket list of mine has always been a marathon. Yeah. And you see all the welcomes to the club and all that. But it's just cool to see people stepping out of their comfort zone like this and and doing something for the first time. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, in a, in a deeper way, looking at this story in particular, you see that what sometimes we don't realize what we're missing Mm -hmm. until we can't have it sure and that's kind of that's kind of the way this works right how many times does somebody have congestive heart failure and go oh i better quit smoking right you know because something tragic happens and we realize wait a minute i've got another i've got another opportunity to do my life a little bit different and so i do and that's what that's kind of what this is is going on here it's like i i I went through this this terrible thing, and now I'm so grateful because I realize what happens when things get taken away from me. It, it, it puts things in focus. It yeah. does. I mean, we, I think we've all been through things that either we say, I'm going to do things different, or we say never again. Yeah. You know, I've been through a few of those never again moments where like, <laughs> not doing that again. Yeah. Learn my lesson there. And yeah. um, those are, those hurt, but in the long term, they're great for us. They are. Yeah. I think about China, and of course in other places, but not just China, not just China, but how Christians have to hide what they're doing, sure, because they can't be open about their Christianity. And when you talk to those people, and when you see what those people do, you realize they're so much more focused mm-hmm. on Jesus than we are mm-hmm. here. And I mean that in a general way. I'm not talking about anybody specifically, and I'm not talking down to anybody. Sure. I'm just saying what happens is those for those folks. It has to be that important to them. And we don't realize sometimes, I think, what we have in the freedoms that we have to, right. to worship the way that we do. 
Yeah, I mean, we went last night. We went and watched the um, the Chosen Christmas special. It's Adam Theaters. I don't. Have you started watching the Chosen yet? I, I have, okay. but I didn't know there was a Christmas special. Well, it, it was. It came out last night. You need to go watch it. Um, but it 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 draws the parallels. It's it's part part of it, and I'm not going to give anything away. But part of it is set as Mary Magdala and Mary after Jesus has gone back to heaven, and, and the disciples have started their ministry. And then part of it is Mary and Joseph in the scene of Jesus' birth. So it's kind of drawing two parallel scenes back and forth. But it really hit me last night. You know, that's what I think I like about The Chosen is they really focus on trying to make everything as realistic as possible. Even the the birth of Jesus scene last night, and I'm not going to tell anything other than that. You just need to watch it. It, it. I feel like it was so realistic. But Mary Magdala coming to Mary you know, after everybody had gone out into their ministries and she was in tears and she said, I feel like things are closing in. I feel like everybody wants us dead. Mm. And it really, the gravity of, of what they went through back then. And, and even in, in modern day places like maybe not China, but other, some places where they want you dead if yeah. you're a Christian. And, and the gravity of, of that statement last night just, we just don't have to deal with that here. Yeah. And, you know, not that I want to deal with that, but I, I want to, I want that to be fresh in my mind that there are people that are not here that are, are their faith could cost them everything. You know, I And that's what the disciples were dealing with back then was, and ultimately most of them were killed. Yeah. For their faith. And man, that should that should that should make us all sit up straight in our chairs and, and thank God for what we have here. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. And I, yeah, that that it, that's hard to well, I think about James and count it all joy. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why we should be excited about the trials that we get because the trials produce that super strong faith sure. that, that you have to have to get through those things, right. right? How about a scripture passage? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. That's John 15 too. And for some reason, and this is a little bit different than any other story we've gotten, but in this story, we have a little commentary after the... I like it. I do too. It says, I needed to have a new perspective on not only my running, but on other parts of my life that needed pruning. I ended up evaluating my career and making a big change, definitely his timing. I also learned to say no to some things and say yes to other things. And it kind of goes along with exactly what we were just saying. Yeah. Uh, talking about how, yes, the, this ministry can can change you from a running standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint, but just just like this commentary is saying it it made them evaluate so many other areas of their life and that's huge yeah yeah we we don't like this idea the, the whole idea here in the picture of pruning mm-hmm. you mentioned the you know seeing the the realistic think about the idea of god pruning us mm-hmm. and just put those loppers in your hand or whatever and, and think about pruning something and think about God doing that to us. 
what he's saying mm-hmm. that he does to us. And um, that's while that hurts, we also know, you know, Debbie is a, she's a, a plant enthusiast mm-hmm. and um, she knows when you, when you prune the right branches mm-hmm. and you can prune the wrong ones, you prune the right branches uh, and it, the plant grows back fuller and mm-hmm. stronger and healthier. And that's what God is doing. He's an expert at pruning us. Yeah. And, but the thing about it is the, the plant or the tree doesn't know it has that ugly branch. And so many times that's us. We that's don't, it. we can't see our, our, our ugly things in our life that need to be got rid of, but God can. Mm-hmm. And many times other people can. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's why it's so important to allow this process because yeah, I mean, it's, it's for our good and we need to allow the process and we need to be happy with the process because while it may hurt, we've got to trust that it's going to make us stronger, better, faster, whatever. Um, it's all for good. Yeah. And in this case, talking about how, how many times do we see somebody, they go through this big life-changing thing here, mm-hmm. and th- th- it's mentioned that there's a – they realize they need to say yes to some things and no to some other things. The, the idea of pruning some things out of their life and adding some things into their life I think is is – it's something that's instructive in this case. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, we, we get in these pressure situations and again, it goes back to this counted all joy thing. It goes back to being glad for the trials for being glad for the, the pruning, um, that has to go on because it not only, not only does the pruning help in that area where it's pruned, but it, it, it helps the whole plant, mm-hmm. not just that one little spot. It makes the whole plant healthier. Um, and so we start to, when we're pruned in one area, we start to shore up some other areas in our life and make those better too. Yeah. Good analogy. Another scripture passage. Uh, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. That's Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. And the follow-up is, God knows my heart. He knows every beat, every missed beat, and every abnormal beat. Nothing surprises him. I'm thankful for every heartbeat he has allowed. I have learned to rest in his care and in his plan for my health, always trying to do my part. Hmm. This is where that whole brevity of life becomes apparent. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we go through something that, that could be life-changing, you know, when my mother went through congestive heart failure, she changed. She mm-hmm. changed a lot um, immediately following that. She didn't realize how bad her life had become prior to that. Um, but these these plans that, that God has for us are, are big, good, positive plans. And, and sometimes um, we got to have these situations we got to have our heart burned Mm -hmm. in order for us to recognize how big a deal the things are that we have in our life life yeah and i think sometimes it's it's many times it's not the situation that gets our attention yeah it's somebody sitting you down and explaining to you the situation that will get your attention what a guy that um does a lot of backhoe work for us just a couple weeks ago had a heart attack he was out in the middle of nowhere with his son, they were deer hunting 
and um, him and his son were about half a mile apart, I think, and um, didn't have any cell phone service. But luckily, they had two-way radios, and, and Andy, a friend of mine, the backhoe driver, he, he had a heart attack. Son got him. They took him to the local hospital. They airlifted him to another hospital, and uh, they did all kind of stuff to him. I don't really know what all they did to him, um, and and he was in recovery. And the doctor came in, and, and Andy said, when am I going to be able to get back to the hunting camp? You know, sounds like something I'd probably say. <laughs> And because Andy wasn't thinking, he was just thinking, it's just a heart attack. You know? And Andy told me this yes, day before yesterday. He said, it wasn't until the doctor said, you don't understand. You know, number one, you're hunting for this year's over. But number two, we almost lost you. He said, you didn't take a, people don't take a helicopter ride for something that's not serious. We almost lost you. And he said, it wasn't until the doctor really just put it to him like that that it really made him set back and and i think it i think it's changed him yeah. I, I mean i see a change in his demeanor already yeah and i think that many times it's good but my point is a lot of times it's not the situation it's somebody speaking into our life after that yeah that you know can because really we ring our bell because we're just trying to blow past it yeah. We're just trying to not even yeah. acknowledge what, it and just move on. When, when am I going to get back to the hunting camp? That That's, thing got in my way. Right. And, and so I'm just going to keep going where I was yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, what drives me crazy is to see people who are so invested in being, uh, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way anyway, and being lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, that their, their goal in life is to have a job where they have to do the least possible. Their goal in life is to lay on a beach somewhere. Uh, and I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm not, and I'm not, not denigrating anybody and whatever, whatever they think. But for a lot of people, the, the object really is just to do as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day, and he said, he said, we were talking about sleep and how much sleep we get. And he said, yeah. He said, you know, once the sun comes up, he said, I just, I just feel like I have to get going. Yeah, you know, it's, way. it's once the sun is up and you got to get up and go and mm. move and do. And, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's the way we should all be. And we should be looking for things to do. And, and God in this verse, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's got a plan for our lives and he's got something for us to do. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's two sides to that coin though. You know, I, I talk about, you know, there are times we need to find time to do nothing because, yeah. you know, there's, there's, a whole another sector of the population out there that they think they think that to to be productive to be a, a good human being you need to be, you need to be going all the time and they never slow down and yeah. uh, it takes something like my friend Andy yeah. a heart attack to slow them down and, to understand, and so there's two sides to that coin yeah you got to understand how precious life is sure and that life is it's important in life. Right. to do and get stuff done but it's also important in life to enjoy life right yeah yeah that's a good way to put it here's another passage knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance james 1 3 isn't that weird how that just popped up mm-hmm. right after we were talking about it? uh and this this is the follow-up uh, through my help <clears throat> through my health issues i learned i can build endurance with long physical runs at the same time i can build faith endurance in my spiritual runs as far as spiritual i'm in it for the ultra 
Even when I am really sore from the fatigue life hands out, in the physical aspect, marathon will be a wonderful goal. You know, it seems like we get tested at the strangest times. You yeah. know, I just talked about a little while ago how, you know, this time of the year for us, it's crazy around here. And I think I think there's a lot of testing for me goes on this time of year. Um just with schedule and just the busyness of life. I mean, it's it's a stressful time of the year sometimes, but I think one thing that really helps me is you almost got to look at it as a workout. You got to look at it that this is a test. This is God working in my life. And sometimes I don't respond how I need to. And if I if I if I'm constantly understanding that this this is a test, this is God allowing me to go through things to to be able to prune me and make me better, then it, it really helps in seasons of life that are stressful and, and where you are feel like you're being pressured and pushed and um, because scripture says that it's during those times where we come out the other side. If we allow God to work in our life, we come out the other side better. Um, but I mean, the, the whole definition of a test is there's one of two ways you can go. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we slip off the wrong way. And, and thank God that there's grace there. And, um, but, but what you don't want to do is slip off the wrong side and wallow there. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to say I messed up. That's, that's where the devil, the devil's in that pit where you slip off and he'll say, you've messed up. No sense in trying to go back. Just stay right here. And that's not where God's at. Yeah. God, God is, God is reaching down into that pit with his hand saying, here, climb back up here. Let's let's do this again. Yeah. Um, but the devil, sometimes the world, wants us to stay down there in that pit. And that's especially true as you get close to, you know, holidays and things like that. And j- just know that God's hand is there. He's there. And if you if you fail that test, he's got a hand to lift you right back up. Yeah, and I think about it in the context of how we're talking about endurance, mm-hmm. and we have all of these things, and sometimes it's it's not the thing that gets us, it's the one thing after another mm-hmm. that gets us, and life is, it's an endurance event. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same as training for a marathon, you know, training for a marathon's hard because well, I got to put aside several hours for for long runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes time, and it's hard, and it hurts, and it's the same thing in life. And the problem with today's world is delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Not not a popular term these days mm-hmm. because we want Amazon, where we can click on a button and order something. And it's at our doorstep in two days. Sure, and that's the way we're. We're just wired these days that we want everything that way. You know, it used to be that uh, taking a, taking a picture of something was a big deal. You had to go get a camera and go get it. Today, we just we have a, we have a camera in our pocket at all times. Mm-hmm. But everything is so easy today. But a relationship with Christ is not always easy. Right, it's a process. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I was speaking to Lane here a while back about this very issue or this very topic. How you know. A lot of things we do in our life, you know, 
young people today they they want to do exactly what a 50 year adult 50 year old adult is doing right now and they want to do it the same way and but what i know now that i didn't know when i was my kid's age is that it is a process the reason and we were talking about efficiency of work and you know because you know that's something with every young person you, you try to get them to be efficient at things they're not really efficient at a lot of things but that didn't happen overnight with me it's it's a process through years and years and years and years of doing it wrong mm-hmm. you know there there is nothing wrong with making mistakes yeah so long as you learn from those mistakes you know we've always said there's no such thing as a bad workout yeah so long as you learn something from it and it's the same way with our walk with Christ. We, so many times we think, well, I want to be just like Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham had a lot of failures through the 60, 70 years of his ministry. And he would tell you that. And, and that is part of the, that is part of the pruning process. Yeah. You know, if you just, if you have a rose growing and you just go clip it off at the base, guess what? You killed your rose. Yeah. But it's those little clips all along the way. It's those little setbacks, those little disappointments, those little mess ups all along the way that make you into that. The next Billy Graham or the Paul or, you know, all all these figures that we can think of, these giants of the faith. Go back and read their life, yeah. their life story. It isn't they turned 21 and they became Billy Graham as we know him. Or Paul, as we true. know him, it was it, it was lots of hardships along the way, and that's all preparing us for the day when we meet Christ face to face. I look at it like it's a development of a relationship, and that's what it is sure. with us and with with God. Is we're trying to develop a relationship. It's a lot like, you know, my wife and I. Our relationship is so much deeper today than it was the day we got married. Right. Well, why is that? Well, it's because it's it's a process. Sure. It's over all the years. I can tell you story after story of things that, um, you know, maybe, maybe things that might have irritated both of us, mm-hmm. you know, twenty years ago, now are like that's just that's that's kind of adorable now. You know, yeah. it's like it, everything changes the way because because of the relationship has to mature and our our walk with Christ is the same way. But so many people today say, well, if if I can't be the super Christian tomorrow, then I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. And it doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Here's a question. What would it take to get my attention to make changes in my life? You know, this question makes me think the other night we were talking as a family and it was right after Thanksgiving. And uh, I said, let's go around the room and just, what are you thankful for? You know, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people do that this time of year, but I, I just wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And everybody went around and they said, well, what about you? And I said, I'm thankful for conviction. And this is another, This is one of those areas that I feel like that would not have been my answer when I was 25 years old. For sure. Cause, yeah. But I understand now that while conviction hurts, it's, it's the pair of loppers, scissors, mm-hmm. pruning knife, whatever. I'm so thankful for it because it lets me know that while I'm not right up against God every single day, every single moment, I'm close enough 
to where he can hit me with those loppers. Yeah. And that there is a lot of comfort in that. And you start to, as you get older, you start to understand what Paul was saying. Mm-hmm. That this is hard. I'm in prison, but thank God for it. Yeah. Because um, that's where he has me. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, it's what would it take to get my attention and to make changes in my life? Nowadays, it's conviction. Plain and simple for me. That's a good that's, that's a good perspective. It's a hard perspective to have. It's a mature pr- perspective to have, right? It's one of those that you don't arrive at right away. It yeah, takes well, time I to mean, get there. I, yeah. And, and I'm not always mature, but. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> but you are often. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to this this podcast hope and he says um, this is this is his premise. He says that you got to get to a point. This is this is the way to live life. He says sometimes you just need to lose hope, and this is the way that he describes that. He says sometimes what you need to do is you just need to get to the point where you just don't care anymore, and so you're willing to the 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 example that he gives is you're willing to go out and ask this girl on a date that you would otherwise not ask because what do you got to lose you don't care if she turns you down you got to get to that point and then big things happen well it's a it's a crazy way to look at not things. a spiritual angle of looking that's at not it. a spiritual way of looking but the at basis things. i get it but this yeah the basis of we, we we all need to get to the point where we're like okay god t- whatever just just Give me some direction. You got to empty yourself. Just empty yourself. Yeah. So I think although the example is bad, um, in the way that he tells it, it's a uh, it's it's a good it's a good way to look at things. Right. You get to that point where you can just kind of, and that's what happens when we. That's what happens when that person has that heart attack. Sure. They get to that person that point where they go, you know what? Before I wouldn't do this because I was afraid of putting myself out there, and now I realize life's more precious than that to worry about silly things like that, and I just need to do it. Sure. People get to that point. There are people, I'm sure, in Run Club who got to a point where they they needed a change. And well, it's obvious because of how many 40, 50 year olds we have who are coming on saying. I'm doing this for the first time. I've never ran in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. yes. I mean, it really is because <laughs> they're they're moving way outside their comfort zone at a point in time where much of society would say, you shouldn't be doing that. Yep. You should be winding it down at this point. No. No, that's not what God – God doesn't call us to wind it down until he winds it down for us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and although that's not the – what would it take to get my attention? It was not a big, huge thing like a heart attack or something like that or cancer or whatever. In this case, for a lot of these people, um, if you're out there and you did have one of those life-changing events that that drove you to a, an area where you feel like you need to be healthier, well, then, then we're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you're one of those who just realized, I just need to be healthier, congratulations. Sure. Because you're in the minority. Yeah. That's that's a tough thing to realize. Another question. Are we really letting God write the plan for us? Hmm. There's a lot of meddling going on (laughs) right here. It sure is. Uh, We all want to say yes, right? Um, But we, we always seem to hold back at least a little bit. We always have a contingency plan. We always have... Uh, you know, when, when we're saying we, we want to do what God wants us to do, but what happens if that doesn't work out? Um, the other day I was in a meeting 
and something was that was brought up it's gonna cost money mm-hmm. and um everybody in this group is convinced that god is in everything that we're doing um but we're not going to spend that money because well what if it doesn't go the way we want it to go mm-hmm. right and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and it's not the right or the wrong answer but from a spiritual standpoint is is that is that faith is that not faith i think that's where we all struggle with this question of letting god write the plan for us is at what point do we go okay i'm being smart and i'm using the brain god gave me and i'm not having enough faith to put myself out there and do this thing right mm. does that make any sense do you struggle yeah, with that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i'm sitting here trying to think if it was one of our meetings <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, true boldness is putting your faith into something when the only thing you have to fall back on is what you claim to put your faith in. Yeah, um, that's what the question is here. Yeah, are are you truly? You feel like God's giving you this direction. Are you truly putting all your chips there? Yeah. To where it, true boldness is doing things that will fail if God doesn't show up. That's tricky. I'll be honest. I mean, there's times in this ministry where we feel like God is really pushing us some way. And at what point do you start thinking, okay, I've I've got to be prudent here. That's tough. It is. It it really is tough. It is. I don't have, man, I wish I had a deep answer right here and I don't. (laughs) Well, so I think sometimes God God does that on purpose. I think sometimes is He wants He wants to see how faithful we are, mm-hmm. and and then He wants maybe He wants us to go through some tough times. Well, we have been through those times. Yeah, I mean, I have. can look back. Yeah. I yeah. mean, people people know. I mean, we've been very transparent with everybody who follows Run for God. I mean, we've been in some times where we thought this is it. COVID being one of them. You mm-hmm. know, the November before COVID was another one. You know, we just yeah th- things. And, 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 and this ministry have changed so much and it, you know, evolved and, you know, and so, sometimes we haven't been able to keep up and we think, God, are, are you closing the doors? And he hasn't. No. He's, you know, that that funding has come in or that thing has happened. And many times it's been right at the point where we think, we're I mean, because honestly, we've had these meetings. Right. We've had these meetings. We're, we're talking about, is is this it? I will never forget. I think it was our May 2020 meeting, May or June, when when everything was just completely locking down. Mm-hmm. And for a ministry that at the time relied solely on groups in churches. Yeah. And there were no groups in churches at that there point. There were zero. Yep. I mean, we literally went to zero yep. classes, and we thought, this is it. Yeah but we're still here yapping on these microphones. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, God will test our faith extremely sometimes. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't think God calls us to blindly go out and do things for sure. Um, which that's where it gets tricky sometimes, but he will bring us to the point where we feel like we're about to break. Yeah. And because just like in a workout, when you run to the point that you feel like you're about to break and you don't, 
guess what it does for the next workout or the next race? Yep. It makes that point of breaking seem, it makes the point where you felt like you were breaking the week before. When you get to that point next week, you're like, what was I worried about? Yep. It's the same exact way with our walk with Christ. Exactly. Yep. Last question. What seemingly small things do we take for granted that God may be, that God may be trying to get our attention on? I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, this is very individual. Um, for me, it's time. I mean, yeah. But, you know, I'm 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 not the one that likes to focus on sleep. Even though I do like my sleep, I, I struggle with the other side. I struggle with having my laptop sitting on my lap at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. And and I struggle with that side of it. Yeah. And um, you know, time time with our family, we do take for granted many times. Yeah. I, I I'm I raise my hand first. Yeah. Um, you know, because we feel like, well, I'm sitting in there with my laptop and my family's around me. No. Yeah. No. That's, um, yeah, I'm with you. It's I'm not the right sure. answer. I think about my, uh, th- the realization that I had at some point in time that, uh, there were other people in races besides the people at the front of the races. I took for granted. You know, the, the truth is, <laughs> is without the general middle of the pack runner, there are no races. Mm-hmm. They, they aren't holding races for 12 guys to run at the front of the race, right? They're, they're holding races because lots of people sign up for races. And for a long time, it was not because I thought less of people or anything like that, but for a long time, I just never really paid any attention to all of those other folks. I just took for granted that they were, there were people back there. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, I've learned... Uh, to to appreciate those folks an awful lot these days not just the ones in the middle but the ones way back in the back too you know i'm sitting here man it's funny how god works sometimes i'm sitting here thinking about what i just said about you know sitting there eight or nine o'clock and and i feel like i tell y'all the same thing like you know you got to learn to cut it off i I have these conversations with you and gay and (laughs) everybody on our team sometimes and (laughs) the other night gay gay got an i mean Gay and Holly, I mean, they're they're the same way. I mean, we're we're right now is insanely busy for this ministry, and we're we're trying to find the balance. And Gay sent me an email the other night. She got a kind of an off color email from somebody who wasn't happy, and and what made it so bad is they kind of questioned our motives, and that really that really gets gets to me, especially when it's to Holly. I mean, Holly and Gay, if you're listening, they're they're golden, oh. and everybody that are that is part of this run club knows that. Yeah. And so they kind of questioned, and, and Gay sent me this. She responded to this person, and she copied me on it. And I kind of got upset, and I fired an email back to Gay. I said, Gay, it's 8 o'clock at night. It can wait. And it's one of those times where God just punched me right in the nose because guess why the only reason I saw it? Because you were on the Because I was working at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> yep. And and <laughs> my loving wife pointed that out to me. <laughs> and uh, see. So, yeah yeah i mean we, we're all we're all a little hypocritical at times aren't we yeah yeah this is we're being too transparent on this episode <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah we we've got to find we've got to t- find we've got to find the balance we know, do on, we do on everything in life and it's hard it's hard to do that and sometimes we sometimes we need a smack in the face and sometimes we just need to 
pray enough to find the inspiration. Sure. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. So we're back, and this crazy thing happened to me just last week. So it's I'm out running. It's dusk. It's the the sun is setting. It's 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 getting dark. It's not dark yet, but it's you know how it, you know how it is mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and so of course when I'm running on the, I do most of my running on the roads, and as I'm running, I see this truck coming towards me, and I always watch the vehicles that are headed towards me in my lane because you make know make eye contact, I, yeah, make eye contact, or or just at least watch the vehicle. And so I'm watching the vehicle, and um, it's a white truck, and it's coming toward me, and he's obviously not seeing me, or or he's got other motivation, um, and he never moves over. And there's almost no space on the side of the road. Well, I have this thing that I do when people do that. Um, I used to be a lot worse. Now I'm, I'm a lot better. But now I just want them to realize, if they're being a smart aleck, I want them to realize I, I noticed. If they if they didn't notice, if they didn't see me, then I want them to realize you're there, that I'm there. So I just stop on the side of the road and I throw my arms up in the air and I'm like, I'm here. Right. And so I did that. No sarcasm in that at all. I'm there's, sure. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of sarcasm in it. I have to admit, um, I'd be dishonest to say otherwise. But, you know, and so this truck stops. You're like, uh oh. And I'm like, uh, I knew this was going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> and he starts backing up. And so I'm like, well, I can run the other way or I can confront this. You know how I am. I go, I walk toward the truck. As I walk toward the truck, the window rolls down on the passenger side, and I look in, and it's a good friend of mine. <laughs> and he's like, Dean, I am so sorry. He said, I was just, I was busy thinking about other stuff. He said, I just didn't even see you there. And I was like, I felt so bad because I was thinking this was a smart alecky person who was because there's people who get on the roads and uh, and they when they oh, drive yeah. yeah. there you know that you know them yeah they're like this, this this is for people to drive on it's not for people to run on yeah you know and and you get that and you assume everybody's that way and of course this wasn't the case as a matter of fact this man who uh, who did this uh, had just a couple of years ago had a very very serious eye surgery. And he literally has a hard time seeing. And so he had every legitimate reason to not see me. Um, Well, that's scary in and of itself. (laughs) It kind of is. But that, you know, what I thought about was after that, I thought, well, maybe that's why he's in a hurry. He's trying to get home before it gets dark. Yeah. Because it probably does get a lot harder on him when it gets dark. And so um, he turns out he never saw me. And I was thinking the worst. And I shouldn't have. And I felt really convicted and guilty. That could have turned into a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had, I've had them turn to worse. uh, (laughs) Yeah. We won't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, 
Because in the past, um, it was I was a little uglier about things yeah. sometimes. Um, I've told you the story about the girl on campus one time when I, I kind of banged on her trunk as I ran behind her car. And she came down and um, she got out of her car. She was about five foot one <laughs> and looked me up in the eye and said, if you ever do that again. I mean, she's pointing her finger in my face and she's getting really ugly with me. And, and of course, I laughed at her. <laughs> And that was the worst thing I could have done. So, uh, yeah, we've I've had I've had these these things happen. You run on the roads long enough, you're going to have all these situations pop up. Unfortunately, yep. Character builders. Yeah, it's a time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And you know, we love extraordinary things. We love those things to go look at. Um, But what about ordinary things? Sometimes they can be just as important. So this one is called The Minor Falls. Our women's cross-country team was in Vancouver, Washington for the NAIA National Championship race. After running the course the day before the race, we had a few hours of free time. So we drove 30 minutes out of town to Multnomah and Joaquina Falls. The former is the highest waterfall in the state of Oregon at 630 feet. Both falls are beautiful and worth the trip to see them. But a funny thing happened on the way to, the, to a bridge in front of Multnomah Falls. As we made the short hike up to the bridge, we passed another falls on our right. If we had seen it on any other hike, we would have stopped and marveled at its beauty. But we were headed to the highest falls in Oregon. We were on a photo quest. We wanted the best possible shot, and this 250-foot-tall waterfall just couldn't compete with the main attraction. I stopped to look as other people just walked on by, not even noticing the falls on our right. I was walking with two sisters. One is our number one runner who would become an all, a two-time All-American the next day. The other is a fifth-year senior who is graduating at the end of the semester. She has always been a good runner, but has always lived in her sister's running shadow. Not because she doesn't work hard, but because her natural talent is not the same. As we looked at the ordinary falls, I said, I feel bad for this falls. Everybody just walks right past it and don't give it a second thought. The senior sister said, I can identify with that. Hmm. I thought about this incident as it, as it relates to running. We all want our run or we all want to run our fastest times and win our age groups. We want to wear the latest running gear and run with the latest technology. We're all looking for the flashy thing that gives us the maximum running experience. And we love to travel to great destinations for that maximum running experience. And when it all comes together with the right gear, the latest technology and the best location, it is awesome. Multnomah Falls was spectacular. But what about that side waterfall that doesn't even have a name? What about the daily run that we don't think about when we experience that maximum running experience? What about the strength work or the long runs? They're important. Without all of the minor work we do as runners, we would never see the big moments. Every run, workout, meal, and night of sleep are important. The truth is that our team would not have earned a trip to Washington without the senior sister. She is important to the team's success, and the same coach who noticed the minor waterfall also notices her and values her. I don't know what value that falls adds to the ecosystem of the area, but it is surely needed or it wouldn't be there. 
I do know the value of this, the, the sister adds to the team, and it's much more than fast running times. She is far more valuable than she knows. Skipping that long run is a lot like walking past the, the minor falls without noticing that it's there. One missed run won't kill you, just like missing the vision of some water cascading down a mountain won't hurt. But when that happens, we miss the full experience. When you miss that long run, you're missing the full experience, and it will lead to a less rich race day experience too. God tells us that we're all important, and in that way, that senior sister understands her role in God's kingdom. You see, when that younger, faster sister was asked about her most influential person for her bio in the school's athletic program, she said it was her sister. The same senior sister who made the comment about how she sometimes feels like the minor falls. Both of the sisters live their faith daily, being careful to be a reflection of who God wants us to be. And that is why the younger, more talented sister sees so much value in her sibling. God wants us to use our talent for his good. Sometimes that means he gives you the talent to be an all-American runner. But sometimes that means influencing your sister, younger sister in positive ways. Both can honor God and both are important. All of your runs are important to your running success. We don't think about that while we're running a six-miler on a Tuesday evening, but maybe we should embrace the ordinary runs a little bit more. Is it okay to make it to the... Uh, It is okay to make it to the main attraction, but don't forget to enjoy the journey. The minor falls on the way to Multnomah Falls is not as beautiful as the star attraction, but without it, I couldn't have written this story. Sometimes those ordinary things can become something we couldn't have envisioned, but if we don't take the time to fully experience all we do and see, we could miss out on something God has for us. Man, that's a good story, Dean. Yeah, I I know these two sisters. And uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and we all we all have that moment, right? Sure. Where we stop and we go, I, I know how that I know how that fall feels. Yeah, you know, because we feel less than. Um, you know, and I remember, listen, I heard her make that comment, and it it, it just stung because mm-hmm. I, I have a I have a I've talked to you about her before. I have a very very deep respect for this girl. And, uh, and to hear her say that was mm-hmm. hurtful. Um, but it, again, we all want to be Billy Graham. Exactly. But we're it's not the Billy Graham. comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. We all feel like we're less than in some way. And, and, and the truth is, is that in God's eyes, we're not less than. And, and it, it, it kind of makes you think, is, is that the reason that all throughout scripture, he uses the least of things. Yeah. He was born. I mean, I'm fresh off this movie last night. He was born in a common man. I mean, this movie really illustrated probably just how common, how, how, um, how ordinary the birth of Jesus was from, yeah. from a society standpoint. Yeah. It was just, and he used common people and, and common situations to do extraordinary things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just, it all points to what you're saying here. What a great example. You know, I know that for a lot of people out there, you, you look at me and you would assume if you don't know me like you do, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm not an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I do not enjoy crowds. Mm-hmm. I don't like being around people. You you and I are way different in that, in that arena. Um, I like people. I don't like crowds. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but anytime that I go somewhere in, in, in any kind of a setting where there's where I'm not in control, mm-hmm. I, I feel what she feels sure. in this story. I feel less than because I I'm not a good conversationalist. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, and I know that it may sound awkward to people who are listening to this, but I'm just not mm-hmm. now. If we're talking about running, and it's a running situation that I'm in the middle of, you're chatty, Kathy. Totally comfortable, <laughs> yeah. and I'm all over it, yeah. right? Um, but you know, hobnobbing's not my wheelhouse. Um, but so are you saying you call me a hobnobber? Yeah, you're a hobnobber. You're, I don't even know what that means. You're pretty good at. That. I don't know if it's good or bad. That's good. It's good. Hobnobber. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. What is the root of that, Dean? I don't know. Now I'm going to have to look it up. But you know, hobnob means to. To, you know, to get along with people and to kind of go from person and talk to people and you know, that kind of thing. So uh, anyway, God didn't have gi- to look that term up. God didn't here. give me the strength <laughs> to be a hobnobber, but he gave me other strengths. And so I, I again, to the point of this story, I should be focusing on the strengths that God gave me. Sure. While you focus on the strengths that God gave you. Of being a hobnobber. Of being a hobnobber. I That's got right. you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, God doesn't want those situations to overwhelm us. I think He does want me those. I think He wants me in those situations. Yeah, where I'm uncomfortable. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he 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 we we need to be outside that comfort zone. Sure. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You. Yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, so we're back, and I went and looked at what hobnob means. <laughs> so I, so I, do you I, agree? There's two definitions. Yeah. And I, I will say I'm one, and I'm not the other. You're, one is to drink sociably which you're not so i'm not yeah but the other one is to associate familiarly yeah and that you are good at so I, yeah i do like to talk to people yeah but i don't drink sociably that's yeah okay so, that, okay. so you got a half right i got a half right yeah all yeah. right we can move on i now. never thought of hobnobbing as being a drinking related thing yeah I, I didn't i mean so. i've always heard it but i didn't know what it means yeah. um that's interesting yeah what is english yeah yeah okay all right. Well, we're uh, we're close to the end and the beginning of the marathon challenge, aren't we? We got one group. Yeah, we that- literally finished one on Sunday, and we we literally finished one on Sunday morning, and the other one starts Sunday night. Nice, <laughs> nice. So we couldn't have booked in those. Yeah, any better. But uh, can't wait to see. Yeah, see I wonder how many people because we have had some attrition this year. Obviously, it's a marathon challenge. So you're going to have that. You're going to have some people dropping off. I wonder how many people who might have dropped off this past year are going to give it another try in January. I don't know. I hope it's. All I hope of them. they do. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, 
if you fail, try, try again. Yep. Um, Abraham Lincoln. Did he say that? Well, Abraham Lincoln failed. You know, he 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 lost a lot of elections sure. before he finally won some. Okay. Uh, famously, and uh, he just kept he kept trying. And so, if you're out there, what we have to do. Bottom line, and and you you for whatever reason, don't don't let don't let failure be an excuse to not try again. Amen. I, you know, give Amen. it give it another whirl. It'll stick. Yeah. Yeah. It'll stick. That's right. Well, the NCAA cross country championships were the same time as ours, and did you? I don't know if you, did you watch it at all. I know no, I probably shouldn't even no, have asked that no, question. No, I didn't. I? Well, BYU had both individual champions. I don't know when the last time that happened was when the same school had both the male and the female champions. But um, the the girl who won her name's Whitney Orton. She's a sixth year senior uh, because of COVID. You know, it, it just has changed everything. Yeah. Um, but here's what's interesting about Whitney Orton. She won this race. She has had a lot of trouble with injuries through the years. And so what they did, and we, we you and I have talked about this time and time again, about training plans. Mm-hmm. What they had to do was they had to change some things for her, make it specific to her. She had a whole different training plan than everybody else because they realized that the normal training plan was getting her hurt. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of looked at, doing things a little bit differently just tweaking them not much just a little bit and it made all the difference and she now she's an ncaa champion wow so yeah some good lessons there yeah and on the men's side connor mance connor mance is this little short guy with a cheesy mustache did i say that on on air um (laughs) who is a beast of a man I mean, I've never, I don't know that I've quite seen anybody like him because by half a mile in, he already looks like he's running as hard as he can. And he just stays in that front group. And everybody else in the front group looks like they're running nice and easy. And Connor Mance looks like he's killing himself. Kind of like that pre-Fontaine look. Yeah. And he, and he, yeah, maybe that's why he's got the mustache. And he just stays there. Have you noticed a lot of cross country runners wear that same mustache? They do. They do. And that's the reason why (laughs) for a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he is one gutty dude. So listen to this. Now, you've never been to this course. I have. The course they ran the Nationals is in Tallahassee. I'm actually, I'm going to run it next week. Um, Actually, I'm going to run it before this. Just, I will have run it just before this podcast comes out. Um, His last 1K split was 240. Which for a lot of people they go, oh, I don't know what that means. Well, here's what it means. That's a four eighteen per mile pace. Which sounds really fast, right? Mm. The problem is, not the problem, but the most amazing part of it is it's uphill. <laughs> that was an uphill last one K. Because there's a there's a major hill they call it I can't remember what they call it. The wall, I think they call it. There's just this one hill on this course that you have to you have to run. They ran it four times. This was his fourth time over that hill. And a guy gets to the top, a Kenyan guy, gets to the top and just starts hammering right at the top of the hill. And he just goes with him. Mm. And as soon as that guy, Kyokyo, his name is, as soon as he showed any weakness, he slowed down just the tiniest bit. And all of a sudden, Connor Mance just put the jets on and wound up winning by five seconds in the last 200 meters. That, wow. That's a blowout. Yeah. You know, that's just a blowout. Yeah. So anyway. Pretty pretty cool, pretty cool watch, to watch that race and uh, beat beat a couple of Kenyans there to the finish line, and uh, 
Yeah. So the NC State women won for the first time ever. They're a very young team, so they're going to be back, I'm sure. Um, I think their first two were freshmen and sophomore. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. And then the Northern Arizona men won. I think they've won six of the last seven NCAA champions. Wow, really? That is, isn't that astounding? Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to, to all of those folks. Great job. Well, how about a trivia question for next week? Let's do this one. I think we, we went over this on a recent podcast or a class. I can't remember which one it was. So if you've been paying attention, you're not going to have to Google this one if you've been paying attention. How much glycogen is in your body when it's full? Hmm. And here's a bonus. I don't know what we're going to do for a bonus, but here's a bonus. If you just like trivia questions and you want to answer the bonus question. You get the satisfaction of it. Yeah, yeah. How long will that glycogen that's in your body last with intense exercise? So are you asking in for it to be quantified as calories? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a good, good, good point. Yep. So how many calories? How many calories of glycogen are in your body at any one time? Hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. I think I know the answer. I think you brought it up. Oh, did I? Well, then I know the answer. <laughs> uh, and you can send the answer to dean at runforgod.com and be the first one to send me that answer. And you will win a Run Club box. <coughs> uh, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this week, this is the reason why running is so awesome. The runner is always in control. There's no equipment. You know, like if you're on a, if you're a cyclist, mm -hmm. your bike can break down. Sure. And you're not in control anymore. Now the bike is, right? <coughs> if you're playing football, soccer, well, you have to have other people to play. You're not in control. Um, you don't need a field. You just need a place to go run, and it can be anywhere. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why running is so awesome. So, <coughs> sorry. Our uh, motivational thought of the week is this. It's not the days in your life, but the life in your days that counts. That's by Brian White. You've heard that one before. Yeah, probably. you know, Gay actually has a sign out by her computer out there. It says, I don't run to add days to my life. I run to add life to my days. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, the same thing, just yeah. from a running perspective. Sure. So, yeah, so it's great. It goes back to what we were talking about. <clears throat> we want to live life as if God, the way God would have us live it mm -hmm. and, and understand how important and how precious life is. And it makes a difference, I think, in how we live it. Um, I think God wants us to live big, don't you? Yeah. I think Paul lived a big life, even though he was in prison for a good portion of it, right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing when you really think about it? We think, well, we can't, we can't live a big life. Sure. Look what Paul did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Y'all are doing great. Hey, let's give uh, the the um, the chosen Christmas special a plug. Yeah, go watch that. It's yeah. a it's a it's a little bit different spin on the Christmas story. Yeah, and um, I don't know if everybody out there watches the chosen. If you haven't, that's a good one to binge watch this this Christmas season. It's uh, it's an excellent excellent series very very well done mm -hmm. and just so you know i watched the first episode and then didn't watch the rest of it 
because the first episode is it's a it's, little bit confusing. It's, yeah, it's a little slow. Don't understand why it's starting there. Yeah, um, but you learn. Sure. And so give it two or three episodes before you if if you if you look at it and you go I'm not sure I like this. Give yeah, it two I was or three the same episodes. way. That first episode I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense why they're starting right here, but yeah. it all makes sense in the end. It did, and yeah. it's great. And yeah, go watch that Christmas movie for sure. Now may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.